A few years ago, we grew and sold a business that forever changed our lives. At first, we really struggled trying to figure out which tools to use to help run and organize our community. But that all changed once we discovered Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part, Kajabi doesn't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So you keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash M-U. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash M-U. Go to kajabi.com slash M-U and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. More and more entrepreneurs and investors are discovering the awesome franchise opportunities that exist across a variety of industries. Franchising can simply be the better path and interest in franchising is at an all time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of Fran Bridge Consulting and a past Millionaire University guest is here to help you explore the premier franchise opportunities today. John and his Frambridge Consulting team are part of the largest franchise brokerage in the U.S. and have vetted the market thoroughly. Frambridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the franchise world, including both active and passive opportunities. From tiny homes to youth soccer to industrial hoses to pets, senior care to mental health, and more. John has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor and is a multi-brand franchisee himself. And he does more placements than anyone else in the country. Sign up for a free consultation call with John today or get a free copy of his book, Non-Food Franchising, at franbridgeconsulting.com. That's franbridgeconsulting.com. Available in the U.S. and Canada. In today's episode, I do another coaching session with Lenny Tim as he works in his journey from becoming a six-figure entrepreneur to a seven-figure entrepreneur. Hey, hey, what is going on, my fellow and future millionaires? Welcome to the Millionaire University Podcast. I hope you are all doing amazing. Boy, oh boy, has it been a past couple of weeks for me. I'll leave out the details, but let's just say last week I became an interim CEO for one of my companies. Yesterday, I quit as CEO of that company. Actually, we're bringing on somebody else to fill that role. On top of that, we put our house under contract just a couple of days ago. So we have like 40 something days to be out of here. And then our trip around the world will commence. But enough about me, let's talk about you and how we can put some money in your pocket so you can go on cool trips like this with me. In today's episode, we bring back Lenny Tim. Now, this is Lenny's third time being on the show. In episode 26, he taught us how we could start and grow a mobility scooter rental business or any rental business for that matter. And then after that call, I had him stay on and we talked a little bit about his business and how he could go from six to seven figures, the things that he needed to do to get there. And we published that in episode 27. 
So recently I decided to reach out to Lenny and touch base and see where he was at, see how he was progressing. We went back and forth on a couple emails and then I thought, hey, let's just jump on a call and really work through some of these things. And if I'm being totally honest and I don't wanna give any spoilers, but the conversation didn't necessarily go where I thought it would. But it started out with us discussing the time old debate of passion versus money. You want to make more money, right? I do. I do. Yes, definitely. Being creative is cool. And we want to do what we're passionate about, but we also want to make money. I would say right now I'm at a place in life where I'm kind of doing what I'm more passionate about. And it still sucks half the time, to be honest. I don't have to make money. I am doing exactly what I want in quotation marks because I'll be honest, even like the last couple hours, I wasn't totally doing what I want, but I was doing some of the things that I had to do to do the thing that I want to do. So I'm not saying that it's fake chasing your dreams, but you see it even in Hollywood. What's the ultimate dream? Becoming an actor or a famous singer sometimes end up literally killing themselves. My point is it's not always about reaching the top of the mountain. I don't mean to make this sound depressing. You shouldn't have dreams and no matter what, you're never going to be happy or fulfilled. What I've realized is there's a more of like an inner journey. So I'm sure there were certain times where you were more excited about some of the things that you're currently doing. And now they're not quite as exciting. Right. Because it's like, oh, I'm just doing this thing. So there's that aspect to it. And it is confusing though, because I even teach people like, what is your passion? What are you passionate about? Focus on that. And if you could tell me right now, if you were like, I am passionate about this thing, this is how you can make money doing it and it can pay your bills, and then you can grow. Cool, let's lean into that. But it sounds like you're not totally sure what that is. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. And I totally get what you're saying about being passionate. I kind of feel like that's overstated, overrated. I don't necessarily think there's like a finish line to anything. For me, I guess it's more about doing something that I feel has enough potential and is big enough to really pursue. That's what I'm really thinking. Like, I want to lean into something that I know, okay, this is going to make some good results, some good money, it's going to be effective, it's going to be big. So I think that's where I'm more at instead of doing something, oh, yeah, I want to be passionate. And I've been through a lot of different cycles. It is a lot more exciting when you're making money, no matter what it is, because when you're making good money, it's an exchange of value shows that people appreciate and are willing to pay for what you're doing. So it is exciting. I did get to a place where I had everything I ever thought I wanted. And then I was kind of like, this is it. We won't get too much into that. That's conversation for another time. With you, you're spending too much of your time doing things that are, I don't want to say beneath you, but that's where you're getting hung up. If I was putting together jewelry and driving around scooters and and just stuff like that for 70% of my day, I would lose my mind. So I want to work through some of that. It doesn't mean that that's what you're going to focus on, but let's take a minute to talk about that a little bit. Because I've heard you say several times that you can't afford to hire someone. But I think that's a paradigm shift. When you find the right person, it's life changing. Most of the people that I have worked with didn't work out. It was difficult. But the handful of people that it did work out with, it's magic. When I found the right people on my team, it changed everything. I hired a girl named Vanessa. It took some time and training and building her up. But at first, she started doing some things and she did other things. And then I remember the day that I handed over this other task I was doing to her. I didn't know what to do the next day. It's all of a sudden like, wait, what do I do? And then that's when you can be even more creative because you have the time and ability to be creative and think about all the things. If you literally cannot afford to hire someone, then you're doing the wrong thing. So that means you need to change your vehicle. 
most people think their biggest expense is taxes or their rent or car payments or if you have kids, it's kids. Your biggest expense is actually the million or $2 million that you're not making right now because you're doing or not doing the things that you could be doing to make that money. Because essentially money, what is it? It's just this thing that goes back and forth, this currency. Currency is a flowing thing. And I'm not going to get too woo-woo or too like the law of attraction and then it's all confusing and people are like, oh, I just have to think about money and it comes in. No, you got to do the things to get the money in your life. But the truth is there is not a limited amount of money or resources. It's just a matter of you creating the systems and processes in your life to allow more of that to flow into your bank account, essentially, or flow into your life. To me, you can't not afford to use leverage, whether that's other people or whatever. You can't not use that because other people, if you do it right, will make you money. They don't cost you money. So it is a paradigm shift a little bit. Yes. If you have someone that you're paying like a hundred grand a year and you're making a hundred grand a year and you're no, you got to pay them accordingly to where it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I know you were like, yeah, I think I make around six figures, a hundred grand a year. Have you broke that down your hourly? How much you make per hour? I haven't really broken it down, but I think generally it's somewhere around 200 bucks. So if someone works 40 hours a week or 50 weeks out of the year, that's 2000 hours. If they make $100,000, that means they're making $50 an hour. Now, I do think you have the ability and you should, I think this is where the slight disconnect there is, your time is worth two to $300 right now. I think you could get it to where it's worth $500, The Problem is you're also doing 10, 15, 20, $25 an hour work. So it's bringing your hourly rate down, which is why the average is probably around 50. Does that make sense? I remember when my wife and I, way back in the day, there was a time where we were struggling financially. We can't afford someone to help clean the house and do some of these tasks. And it just clicked in me that I'm like, I can't afford not to. If her and I are spending an extra 10 hours a week doing cleaning and laundry and doing some other tasks, that's 10 to 15 hours a week we're not spending growing our business, which is just putting us further behind. So we kind of took that risk, if you will, or that leap of faith, one step back to then take two, three, four, five, 10 steps forward. Now, if I'm paying someone to clean my house, I'm all about going to the beach and spending time and having fun in life. But if I'm doing that, but I'm not doing the activities to produce more income, yes, then I'm going to get in a pickle. But if you're spending time doing revenue generating activities and letting other people do the fulfillment uh, or the delivery or making the jewelry or stuff like that, then you'll end up making more money, not less money. That makes sense. Right. Whether you do that per job or pay someone per hour or pay them a salary because you know that you're going to have either part or full time work for them. That's up to you. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer to that. It's just a matter of making sure that person is helping you make more money. So they should be making the pie bigger, not taking the same amount of pie that you currently have and eating half of it. Yeah, that doesn't work. Right. So I'm just gathering information right now. Do you have a daily routine? Is there a certain time you wake up? Do you know what you're doing each day, like the next day? How do you plan your day? Do you time block? Do you have goals? Do you have KPIs? Like, do you have any of that really? You just kind of take day by day and talk to me more about what that's like. Yeah, so I don't plan every single day. And sometimes I plan ahead if I know I have something 
coming up or I have certain things that I have to do, but I don't have a specific routine or schedule. I mean, in terms of work, I have certain routines, personal routines, but not necessarily work schedules that I have every day that I always go through. Sometimes I do that, but not consistently. So how does that work? When you wake up in the morning, bring me breakfast, whatever, and then you're like, okay, what am I going to do today? Yeah, if I have something the day before, so basically today I'll have things come up maybe later in the day that I want to take care of tomorrow, I might plan ahead. So I'll write things down. I'll have a little to-do list. Okay, I'm going to solve this issue or I'm going to work on this. If I get an idea for something, like, okay, I have an idea how I'm going to market this business. I'm going to do an article and I'm going to send it to this person. They're going to post it there. Okay, do some online marketing or I'm going to update the website. I have an idea of how to make it a little better. So I get a better looking website that's going to help me. So I'll do that. But sometimes I don't do that. So sometimes, yeah, I have a day where I'm not sure what I should be doing. And since I'm doing, I have several things floating, I can't focus on any one thing. And it's hard to really do something productive. Okay. To me, it's pretty clear where the biggest quote unquote problem is, right? I think you just need to get clarity and have a direction. I don't want you to get hung up because you've said, I want to do something that it can become big or I'm passionate or creative. And I'm searching for that thing. I've heard you several times and maybe you even heard it in the podcast when you listen to it. Yeah. When we're inside the bottle, it's hard to see outside the bottle. And the goal is you were supposed to come with clarity of focus. Most people are like this. You did not have clarity of where you were going. Now, it's okay to not want to deliver products for the rest of your life. Goal is what are you going to do today that's going to get you to the next destination point? And the truth is, you don't really know the Pocahontas song, right? You don't know what's around the next river bend till you get to the next river bend. And then you can see. So a lot of times you just can't see where you're heading. Now, if you knew, if you're like, I want to do this and I want to do it in this way and it's going to make me this much money, cool. You could literally start in like a whole nother direction today, especially if you have six months in the bank or a year in the bank and you're like, I want to go try this thing and I can do it. But that's not really the situation. My thoughts are, if you're working and doing things that you maybe aren't super passionate about, why not just do it in a way that'll make you more money? And then it might give you a little more time and more leverage, a little more, if you have other people doing stuff for you, and you're still making good money, then you can sit back and be a little more creative if you want, either on the current things that you're doing, you might, oh, I can take this thing and do it this way. Or you can do something totally different if you want at some point. Right. Right. We just need to get you to a point where the day before you know what you're doing the next day. Every week, you know what your focus is for the next week. Every month, you kind of know what your main objectives are for that month. You have a goal. You know where you want to be three months from now. You know where you want to be six months from now. You know where you want to be a year from now. And that will change and adjust. But if you and your girlfriend want to go to Hawaii, for example, Unless you plan a trip to Hawaii, you're never going to get to Hawaii. But first of all, you have to know that you want to go on a trip. You want to go on a trip. Where do you want to go? Then you got to figure out the vehicle to get there. It doesn't mean that can't change. At some point, you just got to, in your mind, know where you're going. So we need more direction so you know where you're heading. So every day you've got a vision, you've got a goal you're going towards. And then what I want you to do is we're going to create a spreadsheet. So you're going to have these goals, and then we're going to come up with these KPIs, these You know what KPIs are. Key performance indicators is basically numbers. Say that you had a car detailing business. 
and you knew that for every 10 people you reached out to, one person said they'll sign up for your monthly car detailing service. So then you just know that if I want 10 clients, I have to reach out to 100 people. Once you have these numbers that are predictable, then you have a predictable business and you can have predictable revenue and that'll allow you to hire and outsource and all those things. That's how you run a real business. So we need to get you to this point where you have your objective. We know where you want to go. And once again, they aren't handcuffs. You can change those objectives, but you got to know where you're going in life. Otherwise, just like I mentioned, meandering, the hamster wheel. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. You've heard of the starving artist, right? Mm-hmm. I think anyone would love to, if they could get paid to just go literally like draw or create art or create music, but we got to figure out how to pay the bills and be creative and do the things that we're passionate about. It's like a combination of these things. So that's where we want to get with you. And what I want you to do is we're going to come up with some goals. Like you're going to make these goals. I can't totally make them. I can talk to you about it, but it has to come from you. Every week, every day you'll have to do's. But we want to get you to the point where you have these KPIs. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're the person doing the outreach or doing the marketing or doing whatever. It's just we got to figure out what numbers you need to hit to get to the goals that you want, to make the amount of money that you want to make, to live the life that you want to live, to then someday, I don't know, you want to be traveling or if you want to just be able to be more creative or focus more on your YouTube channel, whatever it is. Once you have this predictable income stream coming in that doesn't necessarily take 40, 50, 60 hours of Lenny's time every week just gives you a lot more options. Right. The destination for now, will just say is a certain amount of money that you want to make because ultimately you want to get to a million dollars, seven figures, right? Yeah. You want to backtrack that. It's exponential. So it should be a multiple, like over time, once you get going, like it's a lot harder to make your first hundred thousand, which you've done, congratulations, than it is to make half a million. You just have different problems that you need to solve. Before, you didn't know how to sell things on Amazon, but then you figured out how to do more of that. You figured out some different business opportunities. Now you need to figure out how to use leverage and how to work with people. And that's not going to be super easy. It's not going to work out with everyone, but that's a skill that you're going to learn. And as you learn how to do these things, then you'll get to another income, another threshold. I think within three years, you can be making seven figures. Do you think that's realistic? Yeah. So three years from... Today, June of 2026, there's no reason why you're not making 100K per month in that, you know, that's like that month you make 100K. Do we always hit the numbers exactly? Not necessarily, but we got to have something to shoot for. So then some of the other numbers that we talked about in order to get there, I think within 12 months, what was the goal within 12 months? 33. 33,000. Yep. And then, well, it was 100,000 by 2025. So within the two years. Okay, so within two years, that's what I was like, I think we wrote down 2025. And you know what? You shoot for the stars, and if you hit the moon, it's all good. If you're at half a million in 2025, it's not the end of the world, but why not try to get to 100K? You just go about building it a different way, and if you fall short a little bit, I'd rather fall short from 100K a month than 50K a month. So June of 2025, 100K. And what was the goal to get you to 33K by? Was that in six months? That was a year. So next May, 24. So right now, each month, you're probably doing like eight, 9,000. It sounds like you're not super clear on the amount of money you're making either. Is that right? I'm not because I don't track everything perfectly. And some months are better than others. But that's why when we were talking about talking before, I wanted it to be a consistent like floor of maybe 10K. Um, but obviously, 
we want to get ahead of that. But that was my thing because some months are a little better. Some months are not as good. Okay. So we want to get to 33K in a year per month. So let's break that down into like month by month. Like right now, if you're at eight or nine on average, we want to get that as soon as possible. If you're at 10, 11, 12, 15. So I would say within six months, so we're not starting from zero. So let's try to get it to where you're making, let's see if we can get 20K a month in six months. Okay. I think that's a good goal. Want to know a secret? There's more to becoming a millionaire than making money. We talk a lot about building businesses and taking the road less traveled to achieve your goals. But the most successful entrepreneurs we know will tell you investing and growing your money is an essential component to creating wealth, which is why we're really excited about today's sponsor for this episode, Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. It's never too late to start growing, and it's never too early either. You've heard us say about a million times on this podcast that it takes small, consistent steps to build big results. And we love Acorns and how accessible it is to people at all levels of investment knowledge. So head to acorns.com forward slash MU or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Paid non-client endorsement may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. The important disclosures at acorns.com slash MU. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC. Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC. Member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash MU, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash MU to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash MU. So how are we going to get there? Well, what we've been talking about is the leverage, having people help me and i guess what i want to say about that is that i've never hired someone i've never worked with someone in that way so there's that unknown for me i don't feel naturally comfortable managing people or working with someone but i know i have to do it and i want to do it i want to figure out a way but there's that unknown and then when i think about the things that i do the tasks that i do in my businesses they're not very difficult but I do feel like you have to problem solve and you have to make certain decisions. For example, with delivering a scooter, very simple, very basic. But once in a while, you have to find the right person. Let's say you're going to a hotel and they might say, well, we don't know who this is for or, well, we don't want to hold it. It happened before. And I have to be like, well, you have to hold it. You always do that. Every hotel does that. 
the manager comes up, they take care of it. So you have to just use your brain a little bit and solve little issues. You may not be able to find the location or you're not sure exactly, well, is it here? Do I have to go on the second floor? Do I have to go on the first floor? Those little things that I guess I would be worried about having someone take over and maybe make those little mistakes, even though they're little mistakes, or maybe they wouldn't actually make those mistakes. It's just that I know the business. I kind of know how to problem solve and I always do it. And there's these little things. So how do you feel comfortable or how do you get over that fear that this person that you're working with is going to make mistakes or is not going to provide that customer service that you know how to provide and that you need? You just accept that they're going to make mistakes. Right. And that's okay. And that's how they learn and that's how they grow. And the truth is people, if you allow them to, they can figure things out. They can problem solve. Sometimes we think we know everything and like no one else does. No, I mean, if you think about delivery, is there anyone in this world who is capable of delivering a product to other people? Have you ever seen anyone do that successfully? A lot of people do it. We know lots of people can do this thing and we just need to find the right person for us or for you to do that thing. I mean, the truth is what you'll find is, and this is a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow because a lot of times we get our value from the things that we do. And this is who I am. I'm successful because I can do this. I can deliver things. I'm I'm kind of being funny in a way because it's like, think about it. Lots of people can deliver things. So as far as the problem solving goes, I mean, my goal in life is always to empower. Vanessa, when I worked with Vanessa, Vanessa didn't have a college degree, wasn't always the best with her grammar. My grammar is not great, but hers wasn't either. Like there were a lot of things that she wasn't great at or perfect at or didn't have experience with. When she started working for me, it was minimum wage. It was pretty low level, but she had the desire and I empowered her. Same with Kyle, another guy that worked for me, started pretty low salary, but both of these people had the desire and they were willing to be taught. And my goal was just to empower them to do their jobs. Now with a delivery person, I don't think it's going to be that hard. Right. Right. This will be a good like practice for you to learn to trust with people, let go a little bit, work with people, know that they'll make mistakes. How long would you say your average delivery takes two round trips? On average, how much of your time does that take? On average, it could take two hours, three hours. Let's say each trip is like 40 minutes away. Loading up, maybe meeting the customer, or just dropping it off. Maybe three to four hours because each trip is probably on average, is probably a couple hours because by the time you load up, drive half hour to an hour, meet with the customer, drive back. And then for you, you're switching the thing that you're focused on. So then that takes time to recover. You probably need to grab some lunch and all this stuff. But let's say it takes on average like four hours. It's a good point that you make. You have to allocate time. And if it's in the middle of something, then you can't do something else. And Exactly. Yeah. So it takes, let's say three to four hours. Depends on the situation. What's the average? I know for one day, it's like $75 or $100, but you're trying to rent these out for a week or a month. What do you think the average that you make from a rental is? I try to do a minimum of the actual numbers, $324, but like $400 is the minimum that I want to do. You can make three to $400, but you can have someone else spend three to four of their hours doing that. Maybe you're still taking the call and maybe the person has to call you and they're like, hey, the hotel person is telling me this. And you're like, okay, well, tell them this. Like, Mm -hmm. 
here, you took 20 minutes and you saved yourself hours of time. And that ends up costing you, if you're paying them 20 to $25 an hour, 75, maybe 100 with gas, however you work that out on the high end. What did you do? You just made a couple hundred dollars from 20 minutes of your time. Your time is now worth 500 to $1,000 an hour. Yeah. If your time becomes worth $500 an hour, that's a million dollars. I didn't even do that intentionally. Right. Boom. There you go. Yeah. You just made a million dollars in a year. I was talking to my brother-in-law about this because he's flipping couches. So he's figured out that his own time, he can make like $100 an hour flipping couches. I'm like, okay, well, if you hire some drivers to do it for you, you're now making $50 an hour using their time. You're making $50 an hour for every hour that they're working. Is it easy? I mean, it's not that hard, really. Right. It's not super easy. You got to deal with people and dealing with people is not always easy. And you're probably gonna have to go through a few people but man, it's worth it. Right. It's so worth it. That's the thing, jumping into that role, managing someone and taking it off yourself. And you probably won't hate taking calls as much if you know you don't have to go spend three to four hours of your life driving this thing around. So I think the first piece would be getting the driver. I think the second piece would be yeah, getting someone to help you take the calls. That would solve all of it. And just a quick point with the driving, once you do two, three, four, five at a time, it exponentially, you're doing two, three deliveries within a similar amount of time. 100%. Then if you have someone taking the calls, and you have someone delivering the scooters, then you can just focus on cranking that up, getting more traffic, maybe expanding to another location. Now, my point here is not to say that you have to make a seven figure business with scooter rentals. You absolutely can. But the principles are the same. The widget changes. That's where the creativity gets fun. I don't really totally care what the widget is. It is cool that you're providing value to people. I get excited about systems and processes and how I can improve other people's lives and make my life better. The more value that you give to other people, aka giving jobs to people and providing more scooters for more people, this is all symbolic, right, of whatever business that you do, the more money you end up making. It's true. You're right. And a lot of people need scooters and sometimes I'm not able to supply them. And they're obviously calling me because sometimes they complain that this other company is like not their whatever word I want to use. And I'm very good with them. You know what I mean? I, I know that you have to provide good customer service and I try to work together with some of these other companies and they're like clueless. So you're right. I mean, I would be providing something that I think a lot of people are like, I can't find one, I'll deal with it, or they can't do what they want to do. So that, I just wanted to say that that is a good, strong point there, for sure. It's cool, as you're sharing more of these things, I'm like, okay, Lenny has a belief that these other guys suck at what they're doing. Therefore, anyone Lenny hires is going to not be good, because Lenny is the guy at this. This is what I believe. I believe out of all the things that I do in my life and all the things that I'm good at or not good at, whatever, like there is always, I was going to say someone, but there's literally hundreds, if not thousands or millions of people that are better at every single one of those things that I'm good at that are 10 times better than me. But if I can move my ego out of the way, and what if I'm just the guy that helps bring those people together? Then that's where magic happens. And you can make a lot of money from that. Even with Millionaire University, I don't necessarily think I'm the best 
interviewer in the world. Sometimes my audio is off. Like when you and I, the other day I was at the studio and I thought I had a great mic and then I listened to it later and it was going through my laptop and I ramble a lot and use filler words. How you were mentioning that you were saying you do too. And sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? I suck at this stuff. But my goal ultimately is to create a platform that helps people achieve success. And if I can be the person that kind of is the very tip of the spear to kind of lead that mission and goal forward, and then I can bring on other people to help create amazing content and coach and eventually have these programs with these students that are growing and progressing. And I could be like the quote unquote wizard or the guy behind the scenes who eventually I even hire a guy to run all of that. Like that's just how my brain thinks. Every day I'm constantly thinking, how can I get the maximum results and make the maximum amount of money? Because I think making money is fun. It's just is. <laughs> it's like a game to me with the least amount of my time. We could literally take your current situation in your life and we could make a board game out of it. You would crush that game because you're like, what have I got to lose? You would crush it within a couple days, right? Like you're like, boom, 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 boom. Game over, I win. But in life, sometimes we shrink to that. But that's all it is, is a game. Just you don't want to take risks where you're going to like lose your shirt, but you're not going to lose your shirt by paying someone $20 an hour for the amount of time they're spending delivering you a scooter that's making you $400. The math adds up. It's not like you're going out and investing a billion dollars. You know, you're not putting everything on the line with that. That's a pretty simple math equation that works to your benefit. So now we could do the same thing with your Amazon. These are where my thoughts currently are. And I'm just trying to read your mind based on what we've been doing. You already have a couple income streams coming in there's not really a bit strong need or desire to just drop and quit those because then you're like, oh, how am I going to pay the rent? How am I going to pay the expenses? So my thoughts are take the path of least resistance. Take what is already coming to you and just use leverage to get more out of that. And then as you do that, you'll not only be making more money, you'll have a little more time to be creative. And that might be being creative within those businesses that you already have. One of those might totally start to dwarf the other one where you're like, oh man, we are crushing it here. I'm just going to order way more scooters or I'm going to now have scooters and this other thing that these people might want as well. Oh, I'm making enough money. I might get like a little mini warehouse. I might have a couple locations. Like I've already got your whole plan. I have 10 plans already mapped out for you, Lenny. You just need one of those for you. You need to map out one of those for yourself and just start to execute on it. So let's talk about your jewelry business. How much do you think you make doing that Probably similar. Like I said before, it takes me a couple of hours to manage that business. A couple hours a day generates probably around 5K a month. Okay, so 5K per month, a little bit more than $1,000 per week. If you're spending about 10 hours a week, that means you could pay someone $200 a week to make you six times that. Are you picking up what I'm throwing down here? Yeah. And what happens if you are not spending that 10 hours a week making the jewelry. Yeah, I mean, I will have that time, but my goal is to apply that time productively, proactively. You want to be the rainmaker. You want to get to the point where you're focusing on marketing and sales and then the air traffic control. You're still leading the charge. You're not at a point where you're ready to hire like a CEO and pay them six figures because that would take all your profit. Eventually, you can get there. That's how you grow an eight-figure company. 
but you can get to seven figures with just very basic leverage. You've already gotten the traction. You've already done the hardest part. You've already launched the thing into orbit. You know the numbers. You know how the things work. Now you just have to use some very simple leverage because these guys aren't going to know how to go out and build a website and generate the need that you have. Do you think you could sell more jewelry if you're not making the jewelry? Like if you have more time to do that? It depends. Yeah, I don't know. I could focus on, for example, an e-commerce store that does that instead of maybe Amazon. I could maybe focus a little more on it. I think I have to be in that position where I'm like, okay, I have this taken care of the physical part. And now I can maybe I, I have to focus on expanding it because I already have that part taken care of. And I won't have to necessarily spend my time there. And the sky's the limit. And your mind will open up to all kinds of opportunities as you're not doing some of these more lower skill level, time intensive activities. That's what I always recommend. Number one is to make a list of everything you're doing and everything that takes a lot of your time, pretty easy for someone else to do. That's what you want to offload first. And then over time, you build something bigger and then, okay, you maybe need to pay some more skilled people to do some bigger things to get to that next level. But I think you have a pretty simple step here to get to this $20,000 a month that we talked about within six months, and then 33,000 within a year. And then from there, just keep growing it. You might pivot into some things, but I want to look at it as a one day you're going to get up and just totally change 100% of everything you're doing. No, focus stands for finish one course until success. You've already started two courses. So you may as well keep working on both of those. I think if you hadn't started either one of them, I'd say just start with one but you already have proven kind of both of those. So I would continue with both of those. But then once one of them is a little more automated, this is kind of going. So now you can double down on that. Or what's the next lowest hanging fruit? Maybe there's something totally different that you want to do, but you don't have to worry about money anymore because you now have the bills that are being paid for. Once we had our house flipping systems going and Vanessa was running my house flipping business for me, I was making more money and working less. And I'm not trying to sound all get rich quick. No, it took a long time to get there. And we built something and we had to do it intentionally. It took work and effort, but we did it. And then after that, I was like, hey, I'm kind of bored of surfing every day or trying to learn how to surf every day and just hanging out. It's fun to be able to do that. But what do I want to do now? And so then I was able to think about something else and got into education and learned about online marketing and all that stuff. So I think your next steps are pretty clear. What do you think your next steps are? do that, how to automate my current businesses. I mean, my issue is also wanting to do something that's going to have a ton more potential, but I'm very happy with optimizing and automating what I have now and making the best of it. And hopefully coming to a point where that's not necessarily occupying my full mental capacity, my physical capacity, and hopefully that will generate me good income and then I can move on to something else because I will inevitably want to do that. I want something bigger, better. So my thing is to try to really put some numbers on paper. I'm not great at that. I don't really do that, but I think I need to make some goals. Try to figure out how much I can make, let's say with the scooter business, and then jump into that realm of having somebody help me do that. How many calls a week do you get from your scooter business? I get calls every single day and I don't know exactly what's what, but it could be on average, I would say at least five calls a day. Wow. If there were three Lennies and one of them only took calls all day, how many people per week that would want to get scooters to? Well, it's hard to say, but I do think easily it can be at 
10k a month business right now just the way it is now without me really growing it i think that's the current demand right now that's my guess and a lot of people don't follow up they don't email they don't call back and they just move on and i don't know who they are it could be a big account it could be multiple scooters it could be a repeat we got to the point with our house flipping students so that send out marketing or have websites that would generate leads so they have people answering calls live that have people following up with people incredible follow-up systems their systems had to be very sophisticated because it's very competitive i think you kind of have some low-hanging fruit here where you don't have to have incredibly sophisticated systems but if you have got to the point where you had someone answering all the calls, following up with people, and you're just driving traffic to them, and that's where you figure out your KPIs. You're like, okay, maybe try some pay-per-click ads. It works, maybe it doesn't work. But maybe you try a couple different things and you realize that for every dollar you spend, you can make a 5x multiple. I think there's a lot of opportunity here. You need to go hardcore into something. You need to have a focus. I don't care what it is. But if you don't know what that is, if you're going to work, you may as well leverage. You may as well make good money while you're working. I think many years ago, it probably isn't good anymore because people either love her or hate him. <laughs> but I think Donald Trump said something like, if you're going to think, you may as well think big, right? Or something like that. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to be doing stuff that you love or don't love, why not do it in a way that is more exciting and you're making more money? The number one thing I would do if I were you, I'd do a little research and just see how can you find someone who can help you with deliveries? What, any thoughts on that? I can definitely find people. I mean, just literally straight up, just I can go on TaskRabbit and there's a lot of people there that do those jobs and they list that all their, what van they have, what truck they have, what car they have, their rates. And I think it's a great place to find people like that because they tell you everything. And I think they, they get jobs and their rate might be higher depending on what they're doing. It could be one-offs. If I can get somebody in a little bit more of a consistent schedule, I... I'm pretty sure I can do that. The phone thing I'd like to figure out, which is not hard, is just me being, I guess, lazy. I could potentially get maybe a VA overseas, but I do care about the language. I do care about the presentation. And you got to know a little bit of LA. And I think this would just take some trial and error. I don't want somebody to take a rental that's really far in the middle of rush hour that I would not take. You know what I mean? 100%. Do most people call? Or does anyone fill anything out on the website and you get a form or anything like that? Well, as I was saying, most people call and I probably get 10, 20% of people emailing me or whatever, submitting a form. So 80% of people probably call and then if I don't pick up, they move on. They don't follow up. It's the same thing in every business. Like it's either answer the call live and if they submit a form, you want to respond literally within minutes. But the thing is, a lot of times we think I am the best at doing what I do. And so then we're juggling too many balls and then they drop. Isn't it better for someone who's consistently able to do 80% as good as Lenny, but they can do it 100% of the time instead of Lenny being like the man, but it's only doing it 50% of the time and not doing follow-up. I mean, what's better? That's how you grow and scale. And then those people improve over time. You can hire a call center, what if you put out an ad? I'm just giving you ideas. I'm not saying which one to do. There's like 10 different ways you can skin this cat. What if you put out an ad and you find like a stay-at-home mom? You know, someone who is able to take calls, but they kind of have a flexible schedule. Like you don't have to pay them full-time. 
And is it going to take a little bit of time to find this person? Yeah. Are they going to miss some calls? Probably. But maybe they kind of know the area. Like, yeah, do a little bit of training. ROTI, return on time invested. You may have to invest a little bit of your time into teaching this person, which can be frustrating because it feels like you're not getting anything out of it. But if and when they do start to catch on, then they're saving you a ton of time. You invested a couple hours and then they saved you 10 hours, 20 hours and 30 hours. Then you invest another hour and they save you another 10 hours. Then maybe it doesn't work out. Oh man, it didn't work out. Now you know how to work with the next person even better. You're always learning, always growing in that way. Take one or two steps back, take 10 forward. Got to go down a little bit so you can go up way higher to where you want to go. So I think those are your two focuses. If you get a call and someone wants something delivered, how quickly can you line someone up to deliver it, do you think? I would have to reach out to them, but usually people book. And people book differently. Sometimes they want to right away or they book far in advance. Another option, if you found the right person who's willing to work $20 an hour, 40 hours a week, and you're probably not ready for this yet. Maybe they do jewelry for you for a couple hours, and then they, maybe they take calls. They could maybe do all three of these tasks, right? If they could do the two, the scooter thing, which I thought about, somebody can do it. It's not overwhelming to do calls and then the deliveries, but I would consider something like that. And that would be a lot easier. But like you were saying, also the other thing. Yeah. So this is what goes through my mind. And it's always a what if, and then how can, what if, how can, what if there was someone that is putting jewelry together? Cause I assume they could put together jewelry for the weeks to come too, right? Yeah. This is what I'd love. I'd love having someone who they always have something to do. Because then they're never like sitting around and just waiting. Because if I'm paying them, I want them doing something, right? Well, I think that's hard to find. I don't think so. I think you think that. And because you think that, that's what's manifesting, right? Right. Now, people who are at like a front desk and they're just, that's how they're trained. No one's really given them the expectation to do more. In the last couple of weeks, we've had any given day, anywhere from four to 12 people at our house, painting and remodeling and cleaning and doing landscaping. and Every single one of them are getting paid like 25 bucks an hour, right? And this is like manual labor, skilled labor people. Like some of the stuff you're talking about could be 20 to 25, I would think. Right. So if you're paying a person and maybe you pay them $20 an hour, maybe you pay them for how much jewelry they put together or whatever, but maybe you teach them, you say, okay, within an hour, you should probably be able to put together this many pieces of jewelry. Then there's that expectation. They're not going to be like texting on their phone. Then they just lose their job. They're, you know what I mean? It doesn't work out. What are the prime times that you're getting calls? It's throughout the day. I have hours. So from like 10 to 6, people will call. But they could email from, I have international people, you know, that are flying in, torch or whatever. So there's a couple different ways to go about it. So here's one way. Someone who's working for you 20 to 30 hours a week, it starts part-time and the goal is to go full-time. And they're putting together jewelry until the phone rings. Then they're answering the phone. And then if they get a delivery, they go do the delivery. And maybe you have a system where it rings to them first. And if they're not able to pick up, it'll go to you instead. You're like the backup guy. There are certain hours you're working, certain hours they're working, or you have a go-to-call center in the times that they're not able to, right? So that's one avenue where you have one person that just kind of works for you. They're kind of like your assistant. I've had people like that in the past. They just kind of do whatever I need, right? Right. And then another path is you have someone who's maybe taking the calls and doing deliveries or someone who's just doing deliveries and then someone else who's doing jewelry. Anyway, I would just try to outsource those things in whatever way you can. Try a few things. 
it's not going to work out great at the beginning perfectly every time. But someone might go for a while and do pretty good and then just recognize your net worth or the success of your businesses will be directly related to the problems that you solve and the gravity of those problems that you solve and the amount of value that you put out into the world. You've already learned how to overcome the little customer service problems and how to the selling online and how to pivot and adjust. You just need to learn the next level of problems, which is working with people. So when you have a problem with the people you're working with, just jump up in the air and be like, this is what I'm getting paid for. This is why I can do this. And most people can't because I'm willing to figure these things out and work through them. You're right. Because it's common sense, right? To have people work for you and help. But that's the thing that I've been struggling with taking that step. And that makes perfect sense that that's the next level of problem to actually solve. Because I think I've solved a certain amount of problems. And then I have to solve this problem. And it blows my mind. People will make you rich. People will work for you and get paid less than the amount of money that you're making. And I'm not the one who decided that. That's just what people do. I, a long time ago, decided I can't work for other people because I'm like, why am I going to make them rich? You know, like I'm going to go make my own money, making more money. Right. But a lot of people, it's just where they're at in life and they need that. That's where they're at. They need that. They haven't had the epiphany that you and I have had and everyone listening has had and they need that. So you're providing value to them. They're helping you. It's a huge win-win. So why would you not take advantage of that? And I say take advantage of, I mean, why would you not help the people who want to be helped that are also then going to help you? If Lenny can make $50 an hour himself, but Lenny can have five people working for Lenny, making Lenny $50 an hour each, what do you prefer? Yeah, I would, I would, I would love that. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It takes a little bit to get going. Traction is always tough to get at the beginning. You feel like you're pushing a car up a hill, a heavy car. It's like, oh, it's not going. And then finally you're like, oh, wait, I think it's moving. Oh, I think the hill's getting a little more flat. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're kind of going downhill and you can't run fast enough to keep up with the car. That's how it works. It takes a little bit at the beginning to get those wheels going on. But yeah, start trying to find those key people. So what are you going to focus on? Tell me and tell everybody listening. Talk about commitment, right? Talk about accountability. Yeah. I want to make a goal for the scooter business and possibly my other business and a few other things that I'm working on that are not necessarily generating that much income that still have potential and trying to systematize, trying to get somebody to help me. Okay. If you're ever worried about money, man, I mean, my wife's not here, right? Just kidding. I'm always committing to invest in people's businesses. I don't think you should do this because I think you can make a ton of money without outside money. But I see the huge returns that can be made. If you're worried about money, I'll give you a little extra money to pay for these people. But then I'd want a little bit of the upside. I don't think you should do that. I don't think you need it. I think it's too simple. Yeah. Now, if you had a product that you're like, hey, for every dollar I spend, I'm making $5 selling this thing. And I want to order a few hundred thousand dollars worth. Okay, that would make sense for an investor because you're like, Hey, I'll give you some of the profit and we both make a lot more money. Right now, what we're talking about is very simple stuff, man. Hire someone for 20 to $25 an hour that's going to make you an extra 50 or whatever dollars an hour. Very simple math. So I would just focus on finding those people. And once you have one to two key people in place, you just keep growing into that. We have to have a very clear goal, though, before we leave this call. How long do you think it'll take you to find somebody who's doing something for you? Yeah. I want to say within two months, I want to have... Two months! Because I still have to do my part. So I have to fully commit to the business. I have to get as much 
revenue as I can out of it. So then I can feel comfortable with hiring someone that can help me do the logistics and then make sure I have enough to cover them. And I'm sure there is, but I need to commit and be like, okay, I'm going to be making this much. So I'm going to be able to pay for someone to do this. So I was going to say a week, but then I thought that was too long. The people who end up very successful in business implement the fastest. Two months, way too long, man. It's a mindset thing. You're still working through the mindset stuff. What I would do, because I could tell the fixed amount is a stretch for you, I would just try to see if you can have someone who you pay only for what they do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's a way you can do this, man, but I can't do it for you. Like you've got some mindset stuff you got to work through, I think. Right. I don't know. What am I missing? Like you're losing money right now by not hiring someone. Right. Every day you don't hire someone, you're losing a few hundred dollars. It's not costing you money. You're losing money. Right. So that should be the urgency. Every day. So in two months, you're going to lose 20 grand by not hiring someone. Right. And when I say hire, I just mean leveraging other people to help you. So what is it that's keeping you from trying to find someone today who can help you? I think the focus that I have other things floating around in my mind, that's why I think I having to focus on this one thing, one business and commit that time. It doesn't matter what business you focus on. If there's another business you want to focus on, that's fine. Everything we talked about so far today is an example of where you need to get with your focus, right? Is there something else that your mind is at that you want to dive into? I mean, I, <laughs> you know, as I told you, I am working on this generator rental business with my partner. So we do have that as a focus. My e-commerce, not the Amazon, but an e-commerce store that I am constantly trying to figure out because I think that would be better. Amazon is a great avenue, but it's not perfect because they're still in control. I want to be more in control. I want to have my own e-commerce store. I have a drop shipping store that I'm trying to make work in the toys category and probably a few other things like that. But honestly, these are all the things that are on my mind nonstop. Your biggest struggle is so clear. 99.9 .9 of a hundred people listening <laughs> all know like you're not focused. You're chasing so many, you're in so many directions. I watched this video yesterday, the one by one by one method, which is basically one night, like one product or service, one funnel, one way to drive traffic. Do those things, focus on only like one of each of those. And that's a seven figure business. And from there, you can go to other sources of traffic because you figured some things out. You're focusing on 10 things. You chase 10 rabbits, you're not going to catch any. But yeah, 100%. And I don't know how to. And that's fine. Look, listen, that's why it's important to get clear on what you want. For you, I interviewed these guys yesterday who have like a dinosaur podcast. And they love dinosaurs. They're geeking out. They're doing the thing that they love. And they're like, yeah, we don't care now if we retire right away because we just love doing this. And it's our job and it makes us money. Fantastic. If you have that thing, maybe you love trying out a whole bunch of different businesses and wandering from here and there and dabbling. I think that's what I like to do. <laughs> and that's that's the fine. Then keep doing that, but you're not going to make a ton of money doing that. You might, probably not. And that's totally fine. I can't really help you a whole lot more at that point. 
because my goal is to try to help you or anybody listening grow their business. But you have to be clear on what you want and where you're going. But that's cool. Just be happy with where you're at then. And keep trying to grow within the thing. But I feel like you want to make more money. But the way you're going about it is not going to get you there. I know that that's a fault. They say your virtue is your vice, right? I have ideas and I can bring things. I can start things and create things. But then it's too many things and I don't focus on any one thing. Even one focus is there's a lot of little details. And it's hard to even do everything you want to do within that one little thing. At first, my wife and I were like, okay, we want to do another business. We're kind of bored, taking some time off. We want to do something else. We had tons of ideas. We knew we couldn't do all the ideas. We've been doing business long enough to know we had to focus on one. Right. And we finally narrowed it down to one. But even within that one idea, Millionaire University, we had to niche down to niche down, focus to focus, like get way down to where we only have two objectives right now. Two. One platform. <laughs> Grow the podcast and create incredible content. And that's it. Create incredible content and grow the podcast. That's all. Everything else is a distraction if it does not help do that thing. And then once we've accomplished that, once I have other people helping create content, and we've grown to a certain place, then we're going to get some sponsors. And then that's going to be our focus for like a year. And then once we're making $100,000 a month doing that, then we might start a program. So I have all these ideas of what I want to do, but I'm like, okay, that's probably two years down the road. Lenny, you get an idea and you're like, well, I don't have anything to do today because I don't figure out what I'm going to do. And I'm going to learn this new thing. It's like squirrel. I'm telling you, man, I've been in mastermind groups. I've coached lots of people. It's very clear what you are doing. If your goals are to make a lot of money and live a life of financial freedom and waking up every day and having a focus, but then eventually being able to do the things that you want, the directions you're going is not going to get you there. You got to get clear on what you're doing. You got to have a focus, man. Been listening to too many side hustle interviews, man. Yeah. You're trying to do all of them. Those are my thoughts, but you got to listen to your heart, man. You got to do what you feel, feel like you're into. Yeah, I'm realizing I'm, I'm trying to understand and I know that I have to focus and commit. Focus and commit, but beside that, you got to use leverage. Right. You don't even have to say, I'm going to focus and commit to this thing, but commit to the process of growing your business. Commit to allowing other people to help you make more money per hour than you're currently making. Right. Yeah, commit to the process. Yeah, I like that. Maybe you only do scooters for another month or two. It doesn't totally matter. But if you're spending your time doing tasks that you could be paying someone else minimum wage to do, that's not the highest and best use of your time. If you do that like an hour a week, that's okay. If you're doing that 20 hours a week, then you're just not living up to your potential in that regard. All right, I'll let you think through this. To me, you're ready to go outsource and find some people like tomorrow. Like I would literally get off this call and I'd be focused. When I said you have a week, it wasn't a week to start. It was like start now and then within a week, you found the one. But it seems like there's something going on that you're still holding on to something or holding back or concerned or afraid of something. I am going to think through everything. Okay, sounds good. We'll be in touch, man. Let me know if you have any moments of like, okay, I'm going to do this. If you're concerned about money, like money is not an issue. You need an investor, you can get an investor, right? Whatever it is, you can work through any of it. Okay, 
so there you have it. As I mentioned at the beginning, this call didn't go, or at least definitely didn't end, the way that I had hoped it would. Between calls and emails, this was probably my fifth or so time talking to Lenny about this exact same thing. And I just didn't feel like he was grasping it or totally embracing and accepting the challenge. And there was probably a time when I wanted to grab my computer and throw it across the room. And I almost wasn't going to publish this episode. And I know I'm giving Lenny a hard time, but I do appreciate him being willing to come on and be vulnerable. And Tara was just listening to part of this episode too, because she was making a short for it. And we were just talking about how valuable this is for people to hear, because the truth is, I think this is something that most people struggle with. And sometimes it's really hard for us to see in ourselves where we're off or where we can improve. But my hope is that through Lenny being willing to come on here and be vulnerable with where he's at, that it'll help you be able to see where you're at. And maybe some of the things that are right in front of you that you're avoiding that could make all the difference in your business. Another thing this helped remind me of is something that I learned and heard a long time ago at an event that I went to. And it was, if you are a coach or a mentor or someone who is working with people and trying to help them, you have to remind yourself that you are a leader, not a savior. And by that, I mean, you can't force people to do something that they're not willing, wanting, or ready to do. You can only share and speak your thoughts and then let people choose for themselves. And the truth is, is at the end of the day, I don't know everything anyway. And it is hard because I feel like Lenny is saying one thing, but then he's doing another thing. But maybe he is happy just going from business to business and trying things out. And if he is, then cool. But for everyone listening, I really hope that you took something from this podcast. There really is nothing that is holding you back from reaching your goals and your dreams other than you. I assume for anyone listening to this, it was very clear to see and hear that through someone else. But what matters most is what you get out of it and what you do with it for yourself. So that's my challenge for you today. What is it that you are going to do in your business or your life? What is the small and simple thing that you can do today that will make all the difference in the world? Don't delay. Do it now. Don't wait. Because hours turn into days, days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, and months turn into years. Years to decades and decades into a lifetime. Decide what you want to do. Take action. Get feedback by taking that action. Learn, adapt, pivot then leverage. And that's how you grow a high six and seven figure business. If you like this episode, please share with a friend. If you have yet to get our free online course, go to millionaireuniversity.com training. And as always a rating and or review would mean the world to us wherever you are listening now. In our next episode, we will be teaching you how you can get grants for your business. And coming up in a future episode, I will share with you why I just bought a horse. And we'll be talking more about ROI and how to use it to spot opportunities that you maybe would miss otherwise. For anyone listening to this live in the good old US of A, happy 4th of July tomorrow. Have a fantastic week and we will see you next time on the Millionaire University Podcast. Class dismissed.
Hey, Eric Fisher here, and if you love the conversations and lessons happening on this show, and you've heard my voice before, you'll love my show, Beyond the To-Do List. It's a podcast about productivity and getting things done in all the areas where we wear multiple hats and roles, but also about the true meaning of productivity, living a more meaningful life. Look, you've got a never-ending to-do list, but add this podcast to your to-do list, and it will help you tackle the rest. Go right now, wherever you're listening to this, and search Beyond the To-Do List and hit follow or subscribe. Start listening and get that boost for your productivity that you've been needing. Again, that's beyond the to-do list. Search in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast.